Welcome to the Coaches Show. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director, and today I have a very special guest, head coach of the State Wrestling Duels Champion, Bubba Derrick of Fairview High School. Coach Derrick, thank you for being here, and that has to sound good hearing that. Well, thanks thanks for having me. Uh, I know uh, when you say special guest, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. I appreciate it. Uh, it. It means a lot. Hey, Coach, talk about uh, – you haven't been wrestling, have you? You got your uh, had a little shoulder injury, right? A little, little maintenance. You get a certain age. Uh, uh, maintenance, maintenance comes along with it. So uh, just a little maintenance. Things tightened up. Coach, let's talk about your team a little bit. The team broke through for the school's first team state championship with a 39-36 win over State Power Pigeon Forge in the duels championship. And to give it to some perspective. Pigeon Forge, they wrestled for the championship in 10 of the last 12 years, including winning it all the five times they were in it since 2014. So not only breaking through for that first team state championship for the school period, right? We're not talking just wrestling. We're talking about for the school and the history. Of the correct. School. Correct. It yeah. had to be a pretty darn special moment, coach. Well, it, it, it was it was a, a big deal for, for our, our, our town in our administration, in our kids, uh, it, it was important to a lot of people in this town. It's it's been a long time in the making, just just to bring home a state championship in any sport, uh, and it's it's been about eight years in the making uh, in wrestling uh, itself. We've been knocking on the door for about four years now. This was our fourth year in a row to compete on that state level uh, for duels, uh, and we just keep getting a little better each year, uh, and just hoping to compete with Pigeon Forge, uh, who, who you mentioned a minute ago, and has been a powerhouse on the small school stage. Uh, and, and when you look at a, a broader picture of wrestling uh, in, in, uh, in general across the state, they're always mentioned in that top 12. They have a, a coaches poll that they put out several times a year, and, and the consistently Pigeon Forge is mentioned in that top 12. Uh, and uh, uh, it's teams like Pigeon Forge that push – us to be the best we can be and without a pigeon forge we probably don't have a fair view striving and pushing every day uh in the off season to try to get better coach after that title i was fortunate enough to be down on the floor during the during the match i, I noticed i just kind of took this in uh, ricky jones who's the ad there coached everything there at fairview graduated from fairview high school uh, i thought that was a pretty special moment you had with him afterwards. I thought that was great of you uh, to acknowledge Coach Jones. You knew how much that meant to him. Yeah, uh, it, it's 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 pretty uh, it's pretty easy to read Ricky. Sometimes uh, he wears his uh, Fairview pride on his uh, on his shoulder on his sleeve there, and you can see it. He loves that school and that community, and it was really nice uh, to to bring that home, not just for ourselves, but to see Ricky so involved and so appreciative. Uh, to get it done for the school and the kids. And, and uh, you know, he, he, he's there quite a bit. He, he wears several hats at the school. Uh, he, he coaches a couple of different sports. Uh, he, he handles uh, concessions and does some sales there uh, in our Hall of Champions between our two uh, gymnasiums. And you will constantly find him moving from the basketball gym to the wrestling gym to, to see each one of those sports. And he's a, he's a supporter and a lover of all those sports in, in that uh, building. So it was nice to be the first and to have that bond with him. He's not only my athletic director, he's also a friend. 
Coach, also, I mean, Chris Butler, assistant principal, he's been there with you along the way. Uh, Dr. Jones uh, was down there on the floor afterwards. And I thought also pretty darn neat uh, football coach. He's also a Fairview guy. Chris Hughes down there with you, too. Yeah, yeah, Chris, he uh, he enjoys coming out. Uh, he, <clears throat> he, he stays pretty busy. He's got a couple kids, and he, he's trying to support both basketball and wrestling. Uh, usually when we get into the uh, postseason, we get to see quite a bit of Chris showing up watching and cheering. He wants to see how his football guys are, are faring during, uh, during the course of the wrestling season. Uh, of course, he, 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 he may be making sure his, his, those guys don't get hurt before uh, the, the preseason football too. But uh, no, it, no uh, in all seriousness, it's great to have his support. Uh, and actually, the, the story goes uh, when, when uh, we were uh, in between coaches and trying to put a wrestling program back together over in our community, Chris took that spot. Uh, for a year and about midway through he he uh, he he got with me and, and brought me in and I was uh, helping out with him and another young man who was uh, doing some work over there and uh, uh, eventually uh, uh, I was the last man standing I guess it was uh, a little uh, wrestling survivor over there at the uh, uh, Fairview campus and I was the last man standing and uh, Chris vouched for me and I wound up with the head coaching spot uh, and, and uh, we haven't looked back. Well, good move on their part, uh, for sure. Let's talk a little bit about the program. And you mentioned this earlier, never been to the state wrestling uh, duels till four years ago, 2018, finished third, 19th, the semis, 20, you're the runner up, and then obviously you win it this year. Also, you're in your eighth year at the helm of Fairview High School, just finished that up. Talk about building that program into what it is today, because I think now people just take it for granted You've got this great quality program. Hadn't always been that way at Fairview High School. Well, you know, uh, uh, John did a good job. John Hill, uh, some years ago, started a, a program up in uh, 99, uh, 2000, 2001. We had a couple of really quality uh, programs in those couple of years and when it was in its infancy. When he just started it, got a brand new mat. Uh, we had state champion. Uh, uh, and, uh, um, uh, and, and Joe Hudgens. Uh, then we, we also, a year or two before him, had our first finalist uh, with uh, Catherine. Catherine was in the finals and finished second in the state. And that's when all the schools were together. So they had some success uh, back in those days. Uh, and then it kind of just uh, took a nap for a little bit. And then uh, myself come in, kind of resurrected it. Uh, it's basically just getting the kids to buy into that sport. You know, they're not, uh, um, it's, it's not, it's not out there in their face, you know, uh, and I tried to explain to these, these guys and, and the kids and the parents uh, in our town that we're a wrestling town. Uh, if you go up North and see some of these small towns that have wrestling in their programs, you'll, you'll find out we're similar to those towns. Uh, I, I told them we're, we're probably a wrestling town with a football basketball problem. So, uh, you know, that's, so that's how I addressed it and uh, made sure that all these kids and these other coaches who bought in with me understood that uh, if, if we could get these other athletes in my room, it would only accentuate and improve their athleticism and help the other programs out. And I truly believe it has helped the other programs as well with these kids doing multiple sports. Well, no doubt about that, Coach. Uh, you know, something I really appreciate about what you've done there's really a couple. I mean, there's a lot of things, but something that stands out to me 
the atmosphere that you create at the home matches. You got the spotlight and all that kind of stuff. Tell our viewers about that because I think that's a pretty special deal. Well, <clears throat> I, uh, I know up north, uh, they, they've got a, a few spotlights up north and uh, I came from a school who, uh, who, who also uh, uses a spotlight in some of their matches. Uh, I, I, I grew up uh, uh, in the Catholic community going to a couple of different parochial schools before I went on Father Ryan High School. And um, my father and uncles taught and coached over at uh, Father Ryan. And I wrestled for a couple of years over there for Pat. And some years after I graduated, they instituted a, a light. And uh, when, when I would go back and watch some of those teams after uh, I graduated and saw some of those younger guys and uh, wrestling under the spotlight, I really thought that was pretty cool. Um, and uh, so I wanted to bring that in over here at the school. And I've got a couple of guys who made that happen. I've got some assistants. I've got some guys who were in charge of my AEU program. And those guys came up with the money. They bought it. They helped me get in there and get, get the lift in there and put that thing in. Uh, and what it does is it kind of brings a little more excitement to the room. And sometimes with a sport like wrestling in a community like Fairview and the kids aren't, uh, they're not accustomed to seeing that sport. They're trying to get used to seeing these kids walking around in singlets and you got to throw a few extra things in there. You got to have some lights. Uh, a year ago, we had cheerleaders. Uh, my, my cheerleaders uh, took a hiatus this year due to some COVID issues and just not having the participation we were going to need this season. I'm hoping we can get that back. So two years ago, uh, or I'm sorry, the previous year to this, we had cheerleaders, we had spotlights and had a lot of stuff going on uh, and it was a pretty good show. So uh, when you were buying a ticket to come watch it, there was more things to look at other than just a couple of guys walking around in singlets. So I uh, got to put a whole show together. Well, you've obviously done a great job of that, and certainly your background uh, there uh, with Father Ryan, certainly a state powerhouse. I think anybody that's uh, been involved in wrestling or knows anything about wrestling knows about that program. You know, something else I love, Coach, and I like to teach Coach Hughes about this. Uh, I love that that you have that no, woe is us, we're little old Fairview, the school's not as big, we don't have as many people. You, you really don't go with that mentality. And I'll say this, you know, I, I look at your win that you guys had over Summit. Summit's only duels loss during the year, and we all know how Summit finished out, third in the duels uh, this year in the, in the large classification. If your guys have that mentality of, oh, we can't compete, no way you do what you've done, no way you beat a team like Summit. Well, I'm going to tell you, we – we get, uh, we get excited uh, to wrestle the other Williamson County schools. And, and we like to go out there and kind of test our mettle. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty good measuring stick. Anybody we're going to wrestle within Williamson County is going to be a pretty good measuring stick for us. So we really get excited to uh, go out there and show our little part of Williamson County to the rest of Williamson County and bring our Fairview pride wherever we go to wrestle. So it is easy for us to get up and get excited and get fired up to wrestle a summit. And we, all of us respect Pete and what he's done over there. Pete has done a great job over at summit and they've got some great kids and uh, we respect those kids and that program and in that community. So it's exciting to go wrestle those guys 
and hopefully we'll put that uh, that that's kind of an annual duel we've done for about three years in a row. Hopefully we can continue to do that. I also do this with independence as well as Paige. Benji has uh, been a complimentary of my program as well as I have been of his. He runs a great program. Uh, he will be coming back down to small school this year. So we'll, we'll get to see him a few more times. And uh, so we'll, we'll keep our annual uh, duel with him uh, once again. So, and that's been a great rivalry. Um, healthy, healthy rivalries. Yeah. Let's talk a little postseason here. Now you defeat Millington Central in the in the region championship. You basically get a walkover uh, in the sectionals, which I, I I found that's a little bit unique uh, to wrestling. That sometimes you'll see teams uh, not compete, so to speak, because they're saving themselves for something different later. Maybe it's a uh, hey, we've already qualified, or uh, this is a team we know we can't beat, so we're going to go ahead and get ready for the individuals. Which again, as a guy that's uh, uh, my background's not wrestling. Uh, I've had to get used to that a little bit. Now, I would say this. I think I know Bubba Derek well. I doubt if you would go the walkover route and not wrestle, whether you thought your team was an underdog or not. Am I saying no, that? I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to say this because I don't want it to sound as though, and, 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 and that school that school is uh, Sycamore, uh, and they've got a great program. And if you go look uh, and, and see who finished where, you'll find out Sycamore finished pretty high in the state themselves and had had three guys uh, that wrestled at a high level. They had uh, one state champ, had a couple more in some finals. They've got a great program, and they're, they're a, a coming-up program. So we had a really strange year, and Steve's not going to do any of those same things. He's going to wrestle. He's usually going to go out there and put his front foot forward and go go take it, Okay. But this year, he was minus about four spots in his lineup. So he was coming four spots light already. And, and uh, he, he felt pretty comfortable that we would take it. Uh, most of the times, uh, another team is going to show up and wrestle you and get those matches in, and you never know what happens. You, you, all, you, you, you never quit. You want to go and continue to battle and see if you can't beat somebody. But with, with what we had this year with COVID going on, and we don't want to uh, – just go wrestle somebody to wrestle them if we feel comfortable that they might beat us. Uh, and then in the meantime, get that team sick and then they can't compete. So I think some of the mindset was, was, was more of a middle Tennessee wrestling program mindset that, Hey, we would love to see a middle Tennessee team go and win it and bring it back home. And I think that's kind of more what was on Steve's mind when he said, Hey, you guys need to be healthy going into this. We're like four weight classes think we're going to give you a tough match, but we're going to go ahead and let you guys go represent without getting in your way. So I think it was more of, of, of that kind of mindset. Uh, and and most, most of those guys you'll see in the future uh, when, when we don't have COVID and some of the issues we had this past year will show up and wrestle us. Uh, we've gotten good enough that people want to wrestle us now. It, it used to be people would ignore my phone calls and go, well, brother's got you know, six or seven guys, I'm not going to waste my time. But now I've got teams that want to wrestle us uh, and, and sharpen steel with steel because uh, they know it's going to improve their wrestlers. Coach, let's talk about the duel. So this year, a little bit different. Uh, went from eight teams to four teams. They added the sectional round uh, this year, and a lot of that having to do with COVID, like you were talking about before. Semifinals, you get a 44-31 win over Hickson. Uh, wins from Riley Bennett. Blake Mitchell, Malachi Bennett, Jacob Derrick, Marco Pulkel, Ken Curtis, Jacob Clevenger, Josh Helm, 
uh, a lot of those pins as well. You go to the championship, we talked about that 39-36 win over Pigeon Forge. You get pins from Blake Mitchell and Riley Bennett early. It gives you momentum, and it seemed like it kind of went back and forth. You're down 25-16, and it look, let's face it, it's not looking totally great. And you got Jacob Clevenger's match at 285. Uh, obviously, he's way outweighed in that particular yeah. class. But talk about that big pin he had late in that match and what that did for momentum for your team. Well, that was going to be a monumental task to have him go out there, get a win, let alone get a six. So, uh, you know, he went out there and handled his business. Uh, I had been fortunate enough to be able to have him represent a couple weight classes. I had two kids this year who could really wrestle and, and got a little bit of experience, and I would swap them around at 220 and heavyweight and, and bump one of them up to heavyweight. So, uh, uh, and, and, and normally what you think you may want to do is keep a guy, uh, your better wrestler at 220, uh, but uh, I decided to bump him to heavyweight. Their, their 220 is pretty pretty good customer there, and I felt like I had a kid I could bump from 95 to 220 who could go out there and wrestle and maybe only lose six. So, you know, that was the plan. Um, it, it, it was it, – it, everybody matches up differently. You know, I may match up one way uh, with Hickson and in a totally different matchup, uh, with Pigeon Forge. I had to take a stab at a couple of things here um, and, and pick a spot where I thought I could maybe match up well with him and get a win. And what I elected to do was bump weight classes. So I, I bumped weight classes from 60 uh, all the way up. I bumped, uh, I, bumped my, uh, I bumped my 52 to 60, my 60 to 70, 70 to 82, 82 to 95, 95 to 220, 220 to heavyweight. So I bumped half my lineup. Uh, and, and that's a pretty big gamble, but I, I, I feel like that's, that, that's the group of guys that, that got me to the dance. So I, that, that's who I was going to, when it was going to dance with was those guys. And if I felt like anybody could do it, it's those guys, pretty, pretty much, a, um, a, a, a good quality group of kids who've got a lot of wrestling experience. So, uh, I, I bumped all those guys and, uh, and, and, and that's where we made some gains right there late. Um, uh, so, uh, it, it's, it, it was a little controversial at the end, of course, but, uh, you know, uh, rules are the rules and, uh, you play within those rules and, and see how it pans out and the way it panned out was, uh, Fairview 39, Pigeon Forge 36. Well, let's talk about that a little bit, coach. Uh, Keegan Seaver gets a technical fall. You guys go up 33, 30, then you go to 113. Uh, Andrew Cable of Pigeon Forge, he was up 8-2, but he illegally slammed uh, Jeffrey Anderson, and it makes it 39-30. Also, they had gotten an unsportsmanlike point deduction earlier, and I, I remember reading in the paper that you said, in a lot of ways, we hate to win it that way, but that's wrestling. You just, you just said that just now. It's just a part of it, and let's face it, I'll say this so you don't have to. There could have been some deductions and some uh, – uh, things that went against Pigeon Forge earlier in that match? Well, it's, it's one where there, uh, there are calls made. They're beyond uh, my control. Uh, if somebody gets returned to the mat uh, improperly uh, and, and they are injured in, in, in that return to the mat, uh, then uh, they are assessed. 
by a, a trainer and, uh, and, and a trainer will say, I don't recommend that this kid wrestles any further. Um, and, and what happens is, is if my kid decides to gut it out and he's gutting it out hurt, he has greatly reduced his ability to wrestle and, and, and get a win. Um, now, uh, when, when you have uh, a penalty like that, um, it's not something you want to see uh, out of your wrestlers. Uh, I know I coached uh, all week that, hey, we're, we're, in a, we're in a big spot here, and you want to wrestle uh, in a way in which we don't cost ourselves uh, any team points or a, a total match because we, we have an improper return to the mat or something of that nature. So, you know, I coached my kids. We're not going to return people to the mat that way. Um, you can actually return somebody to the mat in a tilt position. Uh, you can do a whole lot of things other than blast them in the air with a cross wrist and return them to the mat uh, uh, on their head and shoulder with a cross wrist. And what that means is, is you have to have a free arm to the side you're getting returned to the mat so that you can protect yourself. If you have that arm trapped on that side, it is the responsibility of that wrestler who lifts that person off the mat. If you're gonna lift him off the mat, you are now responsible for his safe return to the mat. And if you trap his arm, you have pre prevented him from returning to the mat safely, and that's a penalty. So, you know, I make sure that we, we work on not doing that during the course of the postseason. Um, and unfortunately, uh, that's, that's kind of what happened uh, to Pigeon Forge, and it, and it cost him. Um, and, and, of course, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, if, if there's a flag thrown in the last play of a football game and they say, hey, we're going to rerun this play, that's just the way it is. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't want to disparage any young men. I know there was some debate and some things maybe said out loud uh, on social media and some things may have been said uh, about us not getting up off the mat. Um, but uh, that's not my call. And it's, we're talking about a, a, a juvenile who has got to wrestle and continue to walk and function on this planet for some time to come. And that's uh, a call made by um, the... Uh, trainers and the other people involved. Uh, at the same time, if they're going to continue to wrestle, they need to be able to protect themselves. This is a pretty tough uh, uh, sport. Uh, I mean, this is not badminton. We're, we're talking about picking up somebody and returning them to mats and stuff. So you want to make sure that you can continue to wrestle and take care of yourself safely. Well, and coach, uh, you know, that, that's very well said. I appreciate you describing that situation. And let's face it, take Pigeon Forge and Fairview out of it. I don't think you would find many people uh, that would disagree uh, with how that played out in terms of the call. Hey, also talk about this coach. I thought it was interesting and folks that aren't maybe uh, uh, wrestling purists, so to speak, or maybe don't know a ton about the sport in terms of the, of, of how it works. I thought it was pretty interesting that you talked about after the match, Hey, we've got guys who won and we got guys who pin people. And obviously that gets recognized, but talk about a guy like Brody Cox, he avoids a pen, which also, in the grand scheme of things, that can be just as important. Uh, yeah, th those matches are extremely important. Uh, I had a couple of scenarios that would play out, and, and I, I really didn't have Brody uh, only giving up that four points. I had Brody getting pinned, and, and so Brody overachieved. And I had a couple guys who lost who, uh, who, who gave up a pin, and I, I had them only giving up three. Uh, so I had a couple things going another way. So Brody was able to pick up one of 
those situations for me and got that back for us to keep us in that match, which was big. Um, so uh, when when you know who uh, when you know who the customers are, uh, you you know what uh, what you're selling, so to speak. So I, I knew what they had in Brody's spot, uh, and they had a, a returning state champion. So uh, take 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 no nothing away from Brody. He's been an excellent uh, contributor to this team for the last four years. But I just knew he had a guy who could probably uh, get a six out of that deal for them, and for Brody to come away, they're only giving up four was big. It was big. Certainly big. Hey, coach, yeah. talk about this. Uh, uh, you know, people talk about the. You've got the two different state championships. You've got the duels. You've got the individual state championship, where I go out and wrestle as an individual through a tournament. Yeah. I can be recognized as an individual, but I also accumulate team points. Correct. Talk, for, for me, watching it, uh, I talk to a lot of people in wrestling, and they say, "Well, the individuals is really kind of the one that I like." Personally, watching the matches. I love the duels. I really do. Well, you know, that's that's what's special about the traditional tournament, which is the individual, is you get a little bit of both uh, because you get to see the individual combat uh, with with uh, the participants, but uh, you, you also get to see the team aspect of it because there's a team race going on. That's why a lot of people enjoy the traditional because you still have both aspects of it. In, in a dual setting, of course, you have the individual combat between two participants, okay? Uh, and, and the team moves on. But if the team doesn't move on any further, you don't get to see those individual matches anymore. So that's what's good about the traditional. A team may be out of the team race, but you still get to have those three or four individual guys continue to wrestle throughout the tournament, and you get to see good matchups for your school. So a lot of schools enjoy that because they may, they may not be able to be in that hunt uh, in a dual setting, their team is out of it. So some interest is lost. But in, in, a, in, a, in a traditional individual tournament, everybody seems to always have one or two guys, uh, whether it be the consies or it be the finals, that you still have some interest uh, and some skin in the game, so to speak. So that's why a lot of people still enjoy those, those individual tournaments. Coach, talk about this. You move on to the individual championship. You finish fourth as a team. Uh, you've got three uh, uh, runner-up finishes, Malachi Bennett, Ken Curtis, uh, Jacob Clevenger, just a great match, a, a rematch of the, uh, of the state duels match with Pigeon Forge at heavyweight. Uh, and then Riley Bennett. I think this was one of the feel-good stories of the tournament. Riley had been runner-up for three years, and then you could just tell uh, – now, obviously, you got to do it on the mat, but you could just tell watching that thing – that Riley was not going to be denied. He comes out on top uh, with that 145 state championship. Pretty cool deal there for Riley and Fairview Wrestling. Well, you know, I, I can't say enough uh, about Riley Bennett. Uh, and, and like you said, we had a lot of other great matchups. And, and, and that's a banner year for us to have four, uh, four young men in the finals. Uh, and and even, even more special for the Bennett family, they had two Bennett boys in the finals. So he, he, he had his, his older son, who's a senior, and, and his son, Malik, as a sophomore, both in the finals. Ken Curtis was also a sophomore who was in the finals with a pretty tough customer in Noah Hill from Forrest, uh, as well as Jacob Clevenger uh, giving up about 80 pounds at heavyweight. So uh, 
pretty fun for the Fairview fans to get to watch that in the finals, but take nothing away uh, from, from uh, uh, Parton, who's a, who's a tough kid, great wrestler, uh, really good wrestler. But yes, uh, Riley Bennett was not going to be denied. Uh, this was his, his final hoorah. So this was his last year to get it done. Uh, and and um, he's, he's, uh, he's a takedown away, a couple of moves away from being a three, four-time uh, state champion. So it was really frustrating at the end of every year for Riley to, to once again uh, come away as a runner-up. Uh, and it contended just to make him hungry for that, that, that final that final victory of his, which was his state championship. But I, I know the type of kid that Riley is really probably uh, more excited to get that team state title than he was to get his own state title. Uh, and and he's, he has said it before. If he had to trade one for the other, he'd always trade that single for that uh, team. So that's, that's just the kind of guy he's always been. A uh, little short story. He, he had opportunities to wrestle other places. Uh, I started working with, with, with Riley and Mally and several of those kids on this team when they were in about third grade. Uh, and the time he got to high school, he had other opportunities and came to me and said, hey, coach, uh, I'm not going to go anywhere else. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to win a state title for you. So he, he's enjoyed that relationship that me and him have had. I've got a great relationship with his parents. Uh, got a great relationship with all of my children and their parents. It's been a really great experience. But to have Riley Bennett front and center, be the centerpiece of this whole thing, great kid, character guy, uh, plans on going to uh, MTSU and uh, making short work of that and going on to uh, chiropractic school. Super good kid, focused kid, uh, better than a 4.0 GPA kid, just, you know, quarterback on the football team, quality, quality guy. Coach, it's been great talking to you about Fairview Wrestling. Uh, it's, it's pretty obvious by listening to you today, and I know our, our audience will think so too. It's pretty obvious why you've got such a special program there at Fairview. So congratulations on a great year. Well, last but not least, uh, Julie Orr, our, our principal from years past, who also was, was part of helping me get this thing off the ground and building it, she was instrumental in allowing us to do and have different parts of that school to be able to pull this off as well. Uh, so wanted to give a shout out to her as well. And all those kids who've wrestled for me in the past, those guys have also uh, put, put the, work, the, the work in and laid the groundwork. And I appreciate you having me. Thank you for joining us for the Coaches Show. We'll see you next time.